Yeah, that was uh, <clears throat> If Only Heaven Would Give Me Another Ten Years by Patrick Shiroishi from his new release, I Was Too Young to Hear Silence, uh, which he recorded by himself alone at 1.30 a.m. in a parking garage with just his saxophone and like a triangle that's on like 30 seconds of the album. Uh, wow, that's um, that's pretty cool because uh, that song uh, brought me... Very specifically to a feeling of being up at 3 a.m., you know, when you're kind of past the uh, whatever time it is for you or you're past like the fun part uh, of staying up too late and you're kind of uh-huh. kind of fuck you defiantly, you know, wired yes. staying up late. It, it just it was that some some part of that feeling is right there in the song. So yeah. that's. Yeah, it's certainly an evocative song, so uh, that's cool that that's what you pulled out of it, for sure. And I see that. Uh, especially having just recently been in Chicago and up till 4 a.m. Just, just because I was in Chicago, and why not stay up all night? Yep. Good song. So, yeah. Good song. Is he, I guess he's a... Uh, uh, had you heard of this individual prior to this? No, I'm looking at his background. Uh, he's a saxophonist, obviously. Um Apparently, he appeared on 32 different albums in 2022, and will break that record this year. Wow. Um, yeah. You know, if you're a really good saxophonist and you don't mind popping in on things, you can end up on albums for sure. That um, is, that's yeah. a lot of saxophoning. It is. Um, yeah, because- I was just talking to somebody else who played saxophone in her youth, like I did, and didn't do anything with it in adulthood and listening to this i'm like 
yeah it's actually a fucking awesome instrument if you use it right um not that i ever came close to being able to do that stuff i mean like i i know enough to know that like like a lot of the things he's doing with like sort of those like really brassy over the top tones yeah like you can do that but it's really hard and especially hard to then control it and have good dynamics and everything you know, good phrasing like you intend. Um, <laughs> it's funny if you're like, yeah, actually what he's doing is really easy. And uh, <laughs> this, is just, this is just a baby no. saxophone. <laughs> no. Uh, you know, like Scott, yeah, really easy. Any baby can play that. But uh, anybody like this where there's like a lot of expression in the, as you can imagine, I you don't mean to tell you this, but there's a lot of expression in the way they're playing. Like, yeah, that's all skill, even if it sounds like noise at times. What is the main horn of ska? Is it the trumpet or is it the saxophone? I feel like you, you need a trumpet, a trombone, and a saxophone. And if yeah. you don't, you're not a real ska band. Yes, yes. That that seems. You need a, you need the whole section. Yes. Uh, certainly, yeah. It can't be just one guy soloing. That's not a ska band at all. No, no. Although, that would be... Then you're like a you're like morphine. You're kind of like an indie rock band with a weird instrument. Yeah, no. There's a, a beauty pill was a band that uh, mm. released an album I really liked in the early days of this pod. Uh, they had a saxophonist along with basically a punk band. So definitely not ska, but uh, awesome. I mean, I guess that does sounds kind of like ska. Much more experimental than ska. Although now that I say this, has there been any experimental ska? Do you know of it? Is there you know, somebody who's like really avant garde out there? Uh, I'm mighty, mighty I'm sure, uh, I'm sure there are, but uh-huh. I mean, there's so many waves of ska, and it came from. I mean, we know. I think the '90s ska is a pretty commercialized version of it. Yeah, um, yeah, obviously. Honestly, it was like when people like heard of it um. i think there i think um from what i know it would be less ex- i know there's a lot of you know crossover between punk and ska and clearly yeah you know there's a no even at the time as a 17 year old i was like oh ska is punk with horns but also at the time i thought pop pop punk was just punk so, so someone who knows more about ska than us probably would be horrified by such statements totally. but uh they're not here yeah, somebody told me recently that ska actually came before reggae, which I found surprising. Um, yeah. uh, that would be... But, let's see. You're going to look it up? I'm just saying... You should. Yeah. This is an ska originated in Jamaica in the late 1950s, and it was, a, it was the precursor to Rocksteady and reggae. So okay. not just before, it just... It, was the yeah. ancestor of that's impressive because um uh yeah i uh would never have guessed that i totally thought that ska came from reggae um it's all tied in with the uh sound with sound systems yeah which uh I, I you know i'm a big fan of the sound system just like your music is is uh, tied into the fact that you also own loudspeakers that will permanently injure your audience. <laughs> yes. I mean, you, you have you heard how, like, uh, whoever it was, Les Paul invented the distortion pedal or something? Uh, I, no, probably, but, yeah. you know. Somebody, 
somebody put a screwdriver through the the guitar amp that they were using and they were like wow this sounds fucking awesome so then nice figured out how to do a do a pedal that does it uh um, and now but, hipsters yeah. that don't even play uh play guitar collect guitar pedals exactly uh, i think also um who was it we talked about this on the pod dick dale he like was heavily involved in pushing distortion and it was basically yeah very dependent on which gear he had available to him in the 50s you know um so yeah early rock was like that it was experimenting with the the uh weird tools you had available before it became so awesome that they just standardized it uh there are a lot of bands listed as experimental ska, but we won't get into that mm. now. Maybe that's a future episode. Yes. Uh, we've, we haven't really covered ska until just now. At all. That's fine with me. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I had my ska phase in the 90s, mostly because the only good Christian bands I was allowed to listen to were ska. Mm. And, you know, I stand by some of their songs. I had talked to somebody else recently who was like, yeah, they knew like the OC Supertones and other random 90s ska bands. Um, it's well, getting bad. That I talked to enough people now that I just like can't even remember who I said what to. <laughs> I think uh, Gainesville was a prominent uh, ska, you know, hub. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I did not know that. Yes. Yeah, so, Is Real Big Fish from there or something? I think like less that? than Jake are from there. Uh, okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A band who hey, real big I could f- not name a single song. Uh, real Big Fish, you know, they're, they hold up as a 90s, like, alt-rock band, but, yeah. you know, in, in a fun way. Not in a... Yeah, that's how I feel about Five Iron Frenzy, the Christian version of them. Like, oh, they're they good. Five Iron Frenzy, they're yeah. good. They, had, they yeah. experienced mainstream success. Did they? Okay. I mean, Cross, I know who they are. Yeah. Um, I think I can safely say this now that I have uh, uh, switched out all of my passwords from these days. But for years, my standard password was <clears throat> taken from their album art, which was they had some dumb thing that was the numeral five and then F-E, like the chemical symbol for iron. And mm-hmm. the word frenzy just scribbled somewhere. Nice. Like, That's a computer password. So you could have gotten into my Gmail, my AIM, my everything for a long time with that. There's something out there we can now hack your, yeah, uh, yeah. your Yahoo alt email or something. Yeah, honestly, probably yes, Yahoo News account that you used to comment. <laughs> <laughs> probably yes. Um, I'm sure you don't have to reveal it, but I'm sure you had some single password that you reused on everything back in the day. Yes, back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my this iPhone, Alex, my iPhone, Alex Gabe B. One. That would be yeah. Um, no, no. the The current sometimes reused password is from much earlier times than that. Just you know, yeah. way back. Um, I don't. Whatever. That was dumb. I'm not. I'm not pursuing that. I'm not pursuing that thought further. Um, bad riff. <laughs> bad riff. Um, it must have been great. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay. So, um, actually, yeah, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to do the thing now. Cause it leads into the bit I want to get into, which is, okay. uh, and welcome to Savage Beast. I'm Joe Gallagher with me as always his aim screen name 
has finally come true. Weezer SP. It's Paul McLeod. Oh, yeah. I forgot. They're doing something together, right? They are touring jolly old England and Dublin together. And I guess Wales and Scotland. Uh, it's a co-headline show, it says. Okay, but who actually plays the second? The Smashing Pumpkins are kind of uh, seem to be billed at the top, which I think of the co-heading lining show means you are. The yes, they are on band. top of the sign. Yes, so that's. I think it is a Smashing Pumpkins show, uh, which is a uh, that's a little surprising to me. But the Pumpkins may have enough juice to kind of negotiate that at this point, even. Uh, they, they yeah, have... I mean, it's a good question, because Weezer has had a string of modest hits in the last 20 years on yeah. like, Smashing Pumpkins. But um, if you line up, like, the top, yeah, you know, 10 songs from back in the day, like, the Pumpkins have a ton of really mainstream yeah, I mean, radio hits that Weezer does not have. Yeah, you can go 6 to 10 deep on Pumpkin songs that everyone knows. And I think with Weezer, it's like Buddy Holly... And maybe the sweater song or say, say it, it ain't so. Yeah, lots of people yeah. know say it ain't so, but it's not like 1979 uh, yeah. or something like that, which you know was I'm not number one song, but anyway, it's just it's weird though. It's weird that they're just touring together now. It's weird for us. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny because like even at the time I was like these two bands don't go together, but they're my two favorites. Um, at the time and yeah i don't know it is funny to imagine like 17 18 year old me hearing about this concert and being like clearly the best concert ever um yeah i'll be there uh uh, maybe i should go to dublin for this just billy talking to rivers like backstage yeah they seem like they would seriously not get along um but i don't know they've both sort of done the thing where like you know Rivers realized after Pinkerton, it took him five years, but he realized like, oh, I don't care about art. I just want to make pop songs that everybody likes. Yeah. And uh, Billy just gradually realized like, maybe I care about art, but nobody else does. So I'll write pop songs or try to that people will like. I feel like it's his attitude. Uh, You know, and and they just this tour and the Pumpkins are opening for Green Day on a, a stadium tour. Uh, yeah. in the U.S. later. Just kind of admission that this is where we are now. Um, yeah. The the tours for the al- for an album, quote unquote, are uh, no longer really happening. Yeah. Uh, no, people, I mean, when you're this old, you're just trying to hit that sweet nostalgia money, trying to stay out of the casinos for as long as you can. I think, yeah, I think the pumpkins, I would think about this just... Uh, you know the you just want to play like every summer spend every summer making a lot of money playing venues big large venues however you can and that's yeah, and nice that's cities. your life that yeah actually, that's a great life actually when you're like 55 or whatever it is although i should say that uh um the pumpkins long long time replacement guitarist uh who got replaced jeff schroeder yeah. uh quit the band um, yeah. seemingly of his own accord. And uh, according to an interview I read with him in a way that took the rest of the band somewhat by surprise. Uh, although, ah. um, you know, with, with James Eha back, he's relevant, 
some say kind of relegated to third guitarist and it's like yeah you're the you're the replacement guy and the original is here (laughs) yeah no you're a glorified touring guitarist now yeah um that would be tough how much money do you think i mean he was in the band for like 10 or 12 years or something right yeah but you know i i think that he doesn't I mean, he, probably he doesn't wouldn't. get royalties from old songs and stuff. Yes. No, no. I mean, and I, who knows if he was paid, you know, he's paid like as a touring musician. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. How much do we think he made? I mean, he obviously lived at least a good upper middle class life, I figure. Well, I think that the the reality is that you could be being paid, you know, I actually don't know, but I mean, even if he's pay, being paid like two hundred grand a year to be the pumpkins, uh, yeah. uh, on stage, you know, touring guitarist and occasional album dude. Yeah. I mean, that's you know, yeah, middle class, upper middle class, U.S. Like, I guess depending on how one manages those funds, uh, pretty good or just. I mean, you should be able to live quite comfortably on two hundred thousand, almost no matter what. Yeah, especially if you are just a, you know, rock and roll dude who may not even have a permanent residence. Exactly. Um uh but the 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 more important point is he had just had absolutely no effect on the on the band whatsoever. Uh, he was yeah, known as the I don't shredder even think of him. for playing kind of shitty shredding over uh <laughs> the more uh operatic pumpkin songs. Um yeah, yeah. and I, I was always just like, uh, all right, fine. Stepdad, stepdad yeah. energy, man. Big stepdad energy. Big stepdad energy. The family is less good uh, with him around. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. Clearly, I don't wrong even age. think of him. He was a wrong age compared to you. Yeah. Well, and also just like, I'm sorry, but they released a string of iconic albums in the 90s and you weren't around for any of those. Yeah. <clears throat> and the music since then sucks balls. I, so like yeah. what's okay, so this is a good this is a good thing. If you if you have this old band, let's say you're and your band is still good. Uh yeah. what's a good we don't I don't go all the way to like Radiohead. Like what's, still putting out new good music. What's a band yeah, yeah, okay. Like like Pearl like uh, I don't know Pearl. I was gonna say Wilco or something. Like their music is pretty decent every time they release an album. It's yeah, Wilco's good. Okay, Wilco. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wilco. Um we'll go that. So if they uh, let's see. What's Jeff Tweedy? Let's see his age. He's got to be fifty-seven or something. Uh, yeah, fifty-six. Very good. Um, so if they want to replace someone in their band, like what's the, what's the ideal pool to choose from? Is it yeah? Because so like, I mean, you've got a couple choices. You can just find a guy. It's like you could you could pool from yeah. You could find a you could find a young guy. You could find a session musician who's w- really well respected. You could do Modest Mouse and like pulling in Johnny Marr, like a free agent from another that's, famous band. That's what I was gonna say is the top the top pick. I think I think if you if you can get someone that's your age or uh, you know maybe even older and like is known, yeah. that's probably the bet. Like that's the the most respectable. Yeah. Or most aesthetically pleasing, maybe. Yeah. I think uh, in the case of Modest Mouse, you can do even a degree above that, where they grab Johnny Marr, and as we've discussed, like, it was like, why is Johnny Marr in this band? Yeah. Um, uh, But, like, if you can get somebody who's, like, a kindred spirit 
uh, from a contemporary where it's like, I, we could have been in the same band. We just weren't like that feels good, but I'm trying to think of an example of that. Yeah. Well, um, there's, um, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't know. Really good. Like David, yeah. you know, like, I don't know, like David Paho has toured with Interpol, but that's, he's pretty, yeah, that's too obscure for what we're, he's talking too about, obscure. Like yeah. Um, yeah. what about, what about like Red Hot Chili Peppers have gone through a bunch of guitarists? Was John Frusciante in a different band before he replaced Dave I'm not, Navarro? I'm not up on that. Yeah, I think he may have been, but I, yeah, that's that, that sort of thing is what we're looking for, you know. Yeah, um, where I mean, you know, even with the Pumpkins, like Matt Walker coming from another alternative band uh, that had been on the radio is, you know, that was back in the '90s, but that's. Uh, that's something. I mean, yeah. I guess the second choice yeah. for like Jeff Tweedy, like I think if you go like 10 years younger, that's when the energy is weirdest. Like if yeah. you have like someone who is like 24 and you know, it's going to be a woman 24 and she's <laughs> then that's that energy is probably that's, that's not bad. You know, then yeah. it's like, all right, a not whole reset. You think that person you can kind of see, Oh, this is like a step for them. And mm-hmm. it's cool that they're playing in this band now, you know. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's a bit Absolutely. of a bit of um, uh, living vicariously through person playing in there in a in a famous band, you know. Yeah. Um, John Frusciante is only fifty three. Like wow, that seems impressive for somebody who's been famous for thirty five years now. Yeah. I'm muddled um, with the rock stars from like the various era, you know, when our youth, like how old they are, because I had yeah. such a like strange perception of their age at that time. Oh, totally. Like um, that. And also even even boomer bands like when I was in college and I was like, oh, the Beatles are all turning 60 this year. Yes. Um, yes. Like, like oh, George Harrison died young while we were in college. Yeah. Um, young. And then. You know, they like uh, in 2004, Paul uh, actually turned 64. And so then I was just like, wow, it's the song when I'm 64. Yeah. The, the, all, nonstop. And now it's been 20 fucking years. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. No, it's that. Well, it's, I think there's many ways to come across that. Go for that like 2000s thing where it's like, you know, 2001 was so fucking long ago. Um, yeah. And yeah. 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 Uh, do we have anything else to say about Weezer and the Smashing Pumpkins touring together? It seemed to be a lot of jokes there. No, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> like we said, it's just, uh, my youth yeah. brought back. What's the, um, I, I mean, I guess, like, in theory, if you, I can at least vouch for the pumpkins who are able to play a really good, uh, you know, still. Yeah. They were great when I saw them six or seven years ago. Yeah. Version of their music. I mean, ideally these two bands together could play an awesome show. I mean, there's, you know, if they weren't, didn't have any of their later bullshit and just had each played like, you know, 15, 17 of their classics. Uh, yeah, I mean, the thing with Weezer is you're going to get so many singles that I would be listening to be like, oh, did I hear this on the radio at some point? 
Like, yeah, I mean, with Weezer, like they have to play things like Island in the Sun, and that's just yeah. Uh, well, that's fine. That's yeah. a good song. It is a good I song. That one. Um, but oh yeah, you mean I get like what you're you, saying. yeah, yeah, um, yeah, like pork and beans or something like that. Like yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Um. I sometimes yeah. yeah we've never mind I think we've gone there before or sometimes I'm tempted to listen to a new Weezer album and it's just always disappointing <laughs> I'm like this one will be it and it just it never I, is I'm not tempted I listen to enough albums by old guys and like you know most of them really top out at oh pretty decent like uh the Afghan Wigs released an album last year it's pretty decent well um but do I need to go back? I don't know. This is a good segue. Uh, the uh-huh. Beatles uh, released yes. their final song. Um, let's listen to it now. Yes, yes, and you don't stop. Cool ID, best rapper, you don't stop. Another fucking hundred fucking dollar for the stop for you and your mind. Come on, yeah, you can never define anything. But divine love, I'm a savage beast <laughs> Slightly above average at least Nah, preference is relative My references consistently uh, Bring you to another vicinity I hit you with the riddles consistently Dead in the middle, a little triply Little did we know that we triggered a fissure In the metaphysical imagery Elegant painted in oil Love is a flower, see how Dissolving the power Is dissolving the hours as well uh, that was that was certainly that was now and then uh, by the yes. Beatles. Paul, your impressions of now and then by the Beatles, the yeah. actual song. Yes. Um, you know, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I love it. Uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the uh, key changes in the song get me every time I listen to it. Yeah. The melody from John is just classic. Really good. Yep. And uh, the lyrics have that sort of bittersweet. Uh, the lyrics are, are bittersweet and good. And, uh, you know, I think Paul and uh, Ringo did a pretty good job of curating it into something new. I've read, I've seen whole videos about people breaking down this versus the original demo and how they dropped a bridge that was there that was hmm. pretty good but didn't really fit this feeling. And I can see the point that some people wanted the bridge to be left in. But at the same time... Uh, hmm, I haven't you know, heard maybe that, it's not like, that particular controversy. Huh? I haven't heard that particular controversy. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. You should look up a video yeah. of it uh, on YouTube. Uh, we can talk about it in a sec. Um, but, you know, overall, I would say maybe not the best Beatles song ever, but a very worthy uh, final half posthumous output that I was uh, pleasantly not quite surprised, but pleased to see was actually good. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was stuck in my head for a long time. Uh, I I yeah. liked it. I I think it's it's just cool. I mean, it is a it is a John Lennon demo from the late seventies. Like, of course, it's mm-hmm. a it's a pretty fucking good song. Like that's yeah, that's a that's gonna be a good place to start from. And uh, you know, I thought Freebird. You know, when that came out, it sounded bad. Uh, I don't think mm-hmm. that song is that great um, for a Beatles song. Whereas this song is, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to, I agree with all you say about it being curated well. Um, and I, I think that it's interesting because it's not like, oh, out of nostalgia, I'm going to like this. 
like a lot of with this song is like, oh, this song's pretty good. And then people out of nostalgia are being like, oh, but I, I hate this. Or like, I this isn't, you know, true to the Beatles or whatever. Just kind of, you, you kind of have to go the opposite direction and, you know, dis- actively decide if you're going to like dislike it on principle. Um, yeah. For, you know, Paul trying to rewrite the legacy of the Beatles and everything, which is an interesting yeah. story, you know, about how he, uh, there was a time when, uh, you know, he, he wouldn't have done this simply because he wouldn't have wanted to give John Lennon that much credit. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's funny. Um, You know, this was only a John demo and also like uh, 20 years ago when they tried to do it, George was like, eh, the song isn't even that good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that was part of why they dropped it then. Ah, George. Uh, Yeah, I know. But uh, no, I think we, we agree. It's a, it's a very, very solid Beatles song. And I, you know, basically it passes the test of I'm, I'm, I'm happier having this than not having it. You know, yes. it's a good song. Um, I get. I guess you know. Actually, the 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 point I was making is this song is actually the culmination of Paul's project to fully, uh, you know, place himself as an equal in the Beatles with John Lennon, which is something I take to. Well, I don't want to get too much into it, but it's like. After the oh, Beatles we can get broke, into it. that's literally what this podcast yeah. is for. After the Beatles broke up, like I think John Lennon was perceived as like the genius of the band, um, huh. which you know, or or was way ahead of Paul at that time. I mean, you know, there this is very different, like pop culture environment. Um, yeah, but now know, now we're I like if I felt that way growing up, but yeah. I don't know the historiography of it as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I think now I'm pretty like I think both of us have would probably have like mostly John songs in our top Beatles yeah. 10. Uh, but 100%. at the same time, I like, I, yeah, I think the fact that the Beatles are that good is uh, for several reasons. But one of them is that it is both John Lennon and Paul McCartney. It's like together doing it. I know this is not Couldn't agree more groundbreaking to say. <laughs> yeah, no, but I do agree. Um, you know, um, I think because my dad was, uh, sort of an anti-avant-garde fan who liked the early poppy Beatles. Yeah. I think uh, he, you know, he gave me the impression that the critical consensus was that, uh, no, they're both great. So he really, um, he really got to you with this. Cause I feel like you come back to, you come back to your dad's Beatles, uh, maybe Beatles opinion frequently. I mean, he talked about them all. The t- he talked about it all the time. Like <laughs> one of his, I, I've said this before. <laughs> But it was definitely a hobby horse that the red album was way better than the blue album for him. Um, yes. Reissues of those but, albums came out with this. Uh, yeah. Um, but that uh, that having said that, um, yeah, no, certainly for you and for dudes like you and me, John Lennon is going to appeal more. But um, yeah. Uh, and actually, this song is a good example. If you do go back and listen to the uh, the bridge that got cut out. Um, it, which is hard to find now because they've taken down all the demo recordings uh, that were released. Mm. And so like the video I saw was some guy doing like, you know, intense analysis of it. And he ended up having to like sort of sing and play the bridge himself because they, they asked him when he originally uploaded the video to the dark the web audio. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, you'll listen, you'll, you'll see exactly what we're talking about because the, the bridge that John, that, that, that got taken out is uh it doesn't quite fit with the rest of the song. I mean, it, it was a demo, so of course. 
Um, and it's good. And I like some, I like the ideas in it, but it also just like doesn't flow into this kind of song that we got. And so I think actually, even in this, we did get a pretty good synthesis of the John and Paul sensibilities producing this song. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, I've been listening to the Beatles a lot uh, this year, according to my Spotify Mm -hmm. wrapped and just me uh, aided a little bit by the Beatles channel on Sirius XM. Um, mm-hmm. which is just so reliable that there's going to be a good song on it that I yeah, switch it'd over be hard to a for lot. The yeah, not to be. <laughs> well, you know, they like to throw in some like, that like Ringo from the '80s, and that's that's tough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've been I've been listening. Yeah. To, I've I've been listening to them a lot. I think a, obviously that they're, they're fucking awesome. I don't know what it is. I think there's a. Um, coming to them now they are free of an association with like uh many with they're free of associations from like my youth in a diff in a way that many many other bands uh are not um and yet they were still mm-hmm. sort of a band that was part of like my life so it's like this is good going back to them um, yeah. and really rediscovering them. I mean, it, and I think listening to them more, you know, uh, their albums, maybe I should do this. Finish. Maybe yeah. I should in I middle mean, age. I, I think that dive back in. There's so many good <laughs> songs that it's like, um, I've been, you know, I knew the song, uh, and your bird can sing, but like, I, for some reason, I just like really heard it for the first time. And I was like, this song is fucking awesome. This is like one of my favorite uh, yeah. Beatles songs now, you know, and it's just, there's, there are some in there and that's a cool, I think that's, you know, the other thing is that there yeah. are a few of those 200 songs you haven't really listened to um, closely. Yeah. No, right? they're like a hundred at least great songs in their catalog. Yeah. So I definitely have missed some of them. It's wild that it's, uh, um, well, I'll, I'll quiz you how, how much, the accepted Beatles canon, how how long do you think that is? Sorry, what do you mean? Like how how, uh, how much music? How, how, many, how, much, how many hours of music? Yes, is how it? many hours of music is it? Sorry. Okay, let's think. Okay, I'm going to name the albums I know they had. Like I guess the first few years, it's all just like singles mishmashed together into different albums in different countries. So that's tough. Yeah. Eventually, you get to like Help, Rubber Soul, Revolver. The White Album twice, I'll count. Uh, Sergeant Pepper's, uh, Abbey Road. Um, I feel like I'm missing something obvious here. Um, I, I but feel yes. like I forgot what you listed at the beginning, so now can't. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so that's about 280 mu- hours or minutes of music right there. Close to it anyway. So that's nearly five hours. I'm going to say seven to eight hours. Correct. It is, but it is seven, uh, seven something hours. Uh, wow. Yes. It's, uh, to the, um, so from, uh, Ger Tillikens, uh, article Uh about the official Beatles canon. How do you know that this is a good article? Uh, the, uh, HTML is sucks and it's clearly from 20 years ago. Um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> they released 219 songs or song variants 
which uh, Beatles nerds uh, typically accept of e- either 211 or 212 of those. Uh, okay. That yeah. So. Um, yes. What's and, the one song that is some some dispute? So for this guy, I'll read the seven discarded songs. Um, okay. Love Me Do with Andy White behind the drums. Uh, okay. The German versions of I Want to Hold Your Hand and She Loves You. Um, okay. Which I guess there's, like, I Want to Hold Your Hand is like the same track, you know, just the different vocals. Uh-huh. Um, there is a re- refrain of All You Need Is Love um, on Magical Mystery Tour. <clears throat> okay. Um, Phil Spector's uh, remix of Across the Universe, which simply eliminates the wildlife sounds. Okay. Um, yeah. A Let It Be remix. Phil Spector, one of his, close to his greatest crime. Yes. Uh, let It Be. <laughs> Very close. Uh, let It Be remix by uh, Phil Spector that is like slightly longer with a different solo guitar track um, and a different, and Get Back, the same thing. Um Okay. Hold so on. just and then very, once, they, they song, reject very minor variations that got recorded. Yeah, one song fragment on the White Album. Oh, yeah, between Cry Baby Cry and Revolution 9, there's like a, a something called Can You Take Me Back, which is like little Paul McCartney. Um, uh, okay, so here's the two songs that are usually counted as legal. Uh, the reprise of so- Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band, which that's just a different song. So, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, that's clearly a different song. Uh, oh, and Revolution One. So there's like there's which are significantly different. Like you know, Revolution and Revolution One are kind of the same song, but there's a lot of differences. Mm. Uh, gotcha. <coughs> that's your Beatles knowledge for the day. Hmm. Technically, is not every vinyl copy of these songs a different song in that the frequency response is slightly altered by playing in the the ravages of time. There you go. Uh, Paul, what do you, do you think, um, uh, obviously rubber soul and revolver are part of the same era of the Beatles. What other Beatles albums do you think are in that same era? If any, this is something, what do you mean? Like, what do I put in the same period of the band? That period. Yeah. Era is the wrong word. I think of Rubber Soul and Revolver as the two sort of transitional albums. So yeah, that actually is my answer. There you go. Okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I've seen people. I, it's I've just seen, you know, help. Apparently, like a lot of what they were doing to create that album was, uh, um, kind of directly yeah. related to the experimentation of Rubber Soul and Revolver. Um, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. No, but I mean, you can really hear them just be like, you know, becoming not just a pop band, but uh, whatever they are yeah. after that. Yep. Uh, during those two things, uh, by the time you get to tomorrow, I never knows. But it's a it's a fairly gradual, you know, transition across those two albums. Um, so were those released like six months apart or something, probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, hold on. I'm seeing if these are yes. I was just want yes. It was yeah. a European date. Yep, December of '65, and then May of '66. Or no, no, no. Sorry. No. Yeah, May. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, May of '66. Okay, so yeah, six months. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane. 
I'm good at I'm good at guessing my Beatles title timelines. It seems like. Um, yeah. No. Uh, their whole run there. It's crazy, man. Um, it again makes me wish, like, or just or thankful for Adrian Linker having a similar thing where she's like, I gotta release 15 songs a year. Fuck everybody. It's gotta happen. Uh, I think uh, she has a new solo album coming out. Really? There you yeah. go. Yeah. There you go. After finally taking a break to release a double album, here comes a solo album. Yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't listened to the single yet. Uh, I will say if we can move, can we move off the Beatles? Yeah, I mean, I've, well, I've covered my knowledge. In I this have my case. final question. What do you, you know, what do you think John Lennon would would think about this? Oh, I'm actually fairly I I, I, I suspect he wouldn't like it, but also there would be so much personal stuff. So like, yeah. Could you get John Lennon to evaluate the track by itself without thinking about Paul and what Paul did to him and his recording and everything? Um, questionable. What about the exercise, uh, though? Yeah. What, that's, what that's, do you mean the exercise? Like a, a, the exercise of just releasing a new Beatles song at this point. Are you oh, saying, would he think that was good or bad to do? Yeah. Um, you know, it's hard to say. I say, you know, I say The guy it, died young. It's very possibly good. <laughs> I mean, he seemed to be... Uh, yeah, you know, at times amused or obsessed by, you know, the power of fame and celebrity, and uh, sure, I, I don't think he would necessarily have been against anything that continued the relevance. Yeah. No, you can tell he Lennon. was amused by it because he said the funniest thing anybody has ever said about being famous, which was "We're bigger than Jesus." <laughs> yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> So funny. <laughs> Just great way to make everybody mad with the fact that's basically was true at the time. Yes. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, also the fact that Yoko gave the tracks to Paul to do something with, like on purpose. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, not that Yoko is John, uh, but um, that certainly suggests to me that it wasn't like, you know, nothing could have ever been repaired there. She hasn't been out and about with any of this. I feel like that means... I think she might be in bad shape. She's like 90. Yeah, she's super old. Yeah. I mean, Paul is super old, too. I keep waiting for something bad to happen to him. He's only 80, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't realize Yoko was a little older than that. Yes. She... Yeah, she just turned 90. She's about to turn 91, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang. I guess I guess her children are now, like, super old, probably. Let's see, Sean. Uh, he's seven years older than us. Whatever. Yeah, that's uh, not too bad. Yeah, he really does look like Asian John Lennon. Wow, in some of these photos. I know that's it's kind of crazy. <laughs> Good for him. Um, uh, yeah. Okay, you said we were getting off the Beatles, but then we stuck around with the Beatles. Was yeah, I can't. Else? I can't remember. Did you hear the new? Um, ah. Well, let's go pick up the mic. Right. Uh, yeah, just, just just basically ran into my desk with my chair. Um, mm-hmm. Did you hear the new Rolling Stones song or album? No, I purposefully did not listen to that. It sounded, it looked like it was going to be so bad. I, you know, it's it's pretty good. Like I don't know, they're they're okay. probably. I, I they hadn't released one in like twelve years. I think they like somehow still give a shit. And, okay. uh, you know, it's, uh, they can still, I don't know how Mick Jagger, maybe they have the best 
auto-tune in the entire world, but uh, he just sounds good still. Maybe he never sounded good, and that's the secret. I don't know, but... Um, no, he actually... I think he's a great vocalist at what he does, yeah. and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. He's still in great shape. He's still got great energy. If you see him perform on, you know, tape on on TV or whatever, like he he's jumping around, being they, crazy. They are in great shape. I mean, Keith Richards being he must be the world's most naturally fit man to have done so many drugs, and yeah. still just and, be just great. Yeah, his skin looks has looked like garbage for thirty plus years now, oh, yes. but he seems to be otherwise healthy enough. Uh, he must actually look kind of terrifying naked. Oh God, she is real bad. <laughs> yeah, but he's very old. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I was going to ask you whether your uh, Beatles, um, your 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 continued uh, rap, getting more wrapped up into the Beatles, has changed your relationship to the Stones in any way, or if you feel similarly or different about them as you think about them. <clears throat> No, because in I context with the Beatles. I just didn't ever. I mean, I I've always obviously I enjoy the Rolling Stones, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, but I just did not have the same like affection yeah. for them that I did for the Beatles uh, at any point. Yeah. So, no, even now, like I yeah. listen to the Stones, and I'm like, man, these guys fucking rock. Like yes. they write great songs, and uh, the Keith Richards guitar sound is amazing. Well, they, um, yeah, they got and they got shortchanged a bit because people didn't, I, or they and when I was you know getting into music, they weren't celebrated for their albums as much as the Beatles were, and their uh, albums are fantastic. You know the the they actual, are yeah, but yeah, I think for both of us there is something about um, being weird the way the Beatles are that is just more impressive and interesting. Uh, yes, to us than just being extremely excellent at rock and roll like the Rolling Stones. Yeah, I mean that's and in the music is extremely different between the two. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah, it is funny that people will still try to tell you like, no, you have to like one or the other. You can't you can't love both? <clears throat> yeah, that's odd. Yeah, it's like it's like being a fan of both Stavros and Nick Mullen. You know, um, it is. I saw Stavi live. He was good. Yeah, uh, he's now <laughs> uh, the world's most famous podcaster. <laughs> Not quite, but. Uh, uh, yeah, it seems to be going really well for him. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm fairly shocked, actually. I, this is – I don't know if we wanted to discuss Come Down on it, this podcast. It, but. Is, <laughs> it is crazy to have, as I said, to have a podcaster that you just like like from a very – not a niche, but a particular culture's uh, favorite comedy yeah. podcast. Just go from that to being like one yeah. of the top most viewed things on Netflix. That and then also, is he really one of the most one of the most viewed things yeah, on Netflix? Yeah, he was on top five, and like when it came out, he was like in the Netflix top ten. Oh my god! Yeah, wow. Um, okay, we were right. Our our fat king will conquer Hollywood. Um, but no, just that uh, I listened to that podcast for years, and I was like, Nick is the greatest comedy genius of all time, and then like immediately Stav becomes the one who's famous. Yes. Um, well, uh, yeah. so there you go. It's a good show. I recommend it. Uh, maybe I'll yes. see Nick uh, this year. Um, he's going to Baltimore. Uh, uh, his, highly recommend his special Nick Mullen special Year of the Dragon. Couldn't yes, I haven't watched it yet. Actually, I need to. Oh yeah. Um, 
Whoa, where was I about to go before we got on to come town? We we're talking about the stones. Uh, we were talking about the stones. We were talking oh, about the Beatles. Different subject. Uh, have you looked? Do you know what the top album of the year on Pitchfork is? I didn't look. I didn't look either. Okay. Uh, you, want me, um, you want me to tell you the top 10 now? Yeah, do it. I've probably listened to most of them. Yes. Uh, 10 is, uh, oh, Yuli. Yuli? Yale? Y-E-U-L-E. We were going to talk about this album. Yes. Okay. Let's talk about it now. I still remember it. Okay. Um, what do you think of Yule? I said Yule. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a song from it. You don't actually. You want to play a song from it? Let's do it. Daisies by Yule or Yuli. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I do not know either. Uh, I really don't. But you know, <laughs> I really don't. Um, certainly, an interesting artist from Singapore. Yeah, uh, I um, I liked her album uh, called Soft Scars, all one word. Yes, all lowercase. Uh, and I like. I just appreciated that uh, it was a new combination of kind of alternative rock, indie rock, and there was this shoegaze, and then there were these kind of trippy K-pop or just pop moments, like you know, influences from uh, outside of the rock uh, mm-hmm. specter, uh, and it just all mashed together. Like the songs change pace, and di- there's a lot of dynamics to them. It sounds like I'd be uh, uh, describing a lot of different things right now, but it's also like, you know, dark and mopey and emotional, angsty rock music. Uh, So it's good to hear like uh, a new take on it. That's not just like redoing the bands from 20 years ago. Yeah, it's definitely definitely does feel more like a a new product of, you know, a new culture uh, rather than just a rehash as much as there is a lot of, like you said, all those nineties uh, rock influences. I liked it, but I didn't like fall in love with it. And I don't know why that is exactly. Um, 
I don't know. Probably. Maybe it needs too much shoegaze. Too much shoegaze. For you. No, it's got more. It, it doesn't lack the energy the way that I complain about shoegaze. You know, like yeah. the, the yes. percussion is there and everything. It's right. got that from the modern world. Um, it might be just like the the yeah the vocal melodies aren't quite getting there to genius level for me. But you know, just something nitpicky like that. Um, it's definitely interesting. It also might be that I'm sort of over just like pure sadness music like this which it is yeah really sad. it does have to hit me at like the right time i mean that's the thing about not coming back to it is like what what mood am i, am I in that i'm listening to that <laughs> yeah it's probably these days um, gonna but certainly interesting and certainly this lady has solve. sorry what uh i feel like i was on a delay there yeah i think you were go ahead <laughs> oh uh, no, I was just going to say, certainly Yule uh, has uh, uh, an interesting look as well. I'm looking at a picture of her in a sort of 90s black dress thing holding an Uzi. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Singapore, you know. I shouldn't say she, her, uh, they for all these things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway. Okay. Other, Good uh, stuff. Number yeah. nine on the pitchfork list. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Anoni and the Johnsons. Uh, my back was a bridge. Great choice. Across. Uh, yeah, they're good. Fucking awesome album. Yeah. Um, as they always, I mean, you know, that they, they I was going to say they as rule. good or better than anything they've done before. Uh, they just, uh, they've, you know, I've liked their music for a, a long time. Yeah. 15 years. Um, drone no, bomb me. That's Classic. Such a good song. Uh, uh, hope there's somewhere. Yes. Still oh got in that- tr- <clears throat> I got in trouble for playing that song uh, too loud in an apartment when I was high. Uh, what? And if you just, that song's uh, mostly piano, so you know how, how loud it probably yeah. was. Somebody somebody was not listening to the lyrics. Um, no. Uh, no, honestly, the hope there's someone, like the, yeah. the opening line of that comes into my head all the time. Yeah. Great song. <laughs> Sad song. Um, yes. <clears throat> Fever Ray is eight. Uh, okay. I I don't really get into Fever Ray as much as I'm supposed. I to. love the knife. Fever Ray yeah. doesn't just. It should be the same thing, but it doesn't quite work it's as well. Like so that, weird. I think that album was fine. I don't remember yeah. wanting to go back that much. Seven is I'm a I'm a Ray Fountain Baby. Uh, I have not listened to this. Ooh, which one is this? Has getting money and bitches sp- ever sounded as effortless or lush as it does on Fountain Baby? Hmm. Did I listen to this one? Maybe not. Yeah. I, okay. Let's say I don't know what I'm talking about on that one. Uh, six is Sufjan, uh, which I, that album was uh, very good. Um, I I just, I think I may have texted you this or discorded yeah. you this, but I, I, I listened to it and I was like, I have a feeling this is only like 60, 70% as good as, as uh, Carrie and Lowell. <laughs> and then immediately listened to Carrie and Lowell and I was like, Oh my god, this album's amazing! So, so good. yeah, um, but Javelin, so I still have, yeah. I Go have ahead. Javelin sitting on my desk. I haven't listened to it yet. Uh, it did get me to finally listen to the Ascension, which is, uh, like everybody thought, not really Sufjan's best. Yeah, um, I listened to Ascension once, and I wish I had not yeah. paid thirty dollars for the vinyl. Uh, I also paid thirty for it. It's okay. It's yeah. Sufjan. He deserves it. Uh, video yeah. game is a banging single that sh- deserved to go big in gay clubs if it mm-hmm. didn't. Um, yeah. uh, number five. You, oh, go ahead. Interesting A side, B side. You could do with that and Lana Del Rey's "Video Games." Both good songs. 
Uh, I was recently uh, on the Sufjan subreddit, which Reddit suggested to me, and they were debating. One guy just came on and said, uh, I don't think Sufjan's music is sad, and you're wrong to call it sad. <laughs> Let me tell that's, you, the discussion got absurd. lively. <laughs> He was like, that's a, that's a brilliant troll. He was like, like, it's sorrowful. It's sorrowful. And you know, melancholy. And I'm like, those are kinds of sadness. Yeah. That's, that's, that's sadness to most people, dude. You're just being tangentious about words. Is what's going on here. (laughs) Okay. Um, Uh, Amare Fatten, maybe. Yeah. I feel like this one, I listened to a couple tracks and wasn't into mm -hmm. it and moved on. Five is nourished by time. Erotic probiotic two. Um, what was of erotic probiotic two? Yeah. <clears throat> Have you ever jerked off to yogurt? What? Erotic probiotic. Uh, um. <laughs> oh no. Okay. Mercy. No. Uh, I feel like this one again. I must have checked it out. Don't remember it. So maybe I'll come back. Uh, four is Wednesday's album. Uh, I like Wednesday. Hard not to. Yeah. Really, really right down the middle. That's a high ranking for a rock album. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, three is Billy Woods and Kenny Seagal. Great. Mm. Uh, could, yep. you know, easily, I I would have accepted that as number one. Cosign, yeah. Uh, great, great number album. two is old Caroline Polachek, which, I, oh. you know. Yeah. Good. Very I good. I like that album. Yeah. But, um, it was good. She's a, it was actually quite good. I feel like she's kind of getting that Phoebe Bridgers territory where she's going to be like the person. Ah. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I would have was thinking second best album of the year, but very good album. And uh, number one is uh, SZA. S-Z-A. Sure. Uh, yeah, great. Sure. All right. Yep. yep. Pitchfork. Yep. You know. When you... was the last time they didn't pick, uh, 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 you know, not complaining, but that type of artist? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Paul doesn't mean Paul doesn't just mean black. Okay, he does not just mean that. <laughs> just to be clear, he's talking about a certain An kind R&B, of experimental art. You know, experimentally yeah, a pop R and B album with just the tiniest bit of adventurousness. Mm-hmm. Like Solange is what I'm thinking of here when they named that number one. Really designed to appeal to Pitchfork, where it's like still like a, a bit of elitist pick, but yeah. not not so elitist obscure that you're like it's like still a play towards hey just because yeah. it's that obscure doesn't mean it's good yeah um anyway, i'm surprised and, and, that yeah. olivia rodrigo didn't make the top 10 i felt like they were going to do that well let's we'll, uh quick survey we'll go 25 down uh 25 is a rujaftab's vj ear and Shazad. i like her i liked yeah. i liked uh a rujaftab until i listened to her like third or fourth release mm-hmm. then i was like oh she's just doing one thing also i saw her live and she's just got one thing going on which is there good go. yeah. but it's pretty much that thing it's 24 is sophia cortesis uh 23 mm. is mitski uh, a little lower than i thought um well she's past her her critical yeah she uh, got number one before, critical peak so yeah. yeah 22 is jesse Ware. uh 21 is uh favorite of the pod julie byrne uh, mm, okay. Twenty is Mandy Indiana. Paul, you like this album, right? We're gonna make that. Up. Yes. Uh, I'm pretty sure you sent this to me. Yes. Uh, friend of the pod, uh, Evan wrote the blurb for it. Um, 
Oh yeah, so Sophia Cortez is uh, good if you're into club music. I was sort of bored by it. Nineteen is Kara Jackson. Uh, I, I oh like that it. album has one at least great song. Yes, yes. I, I I'm not surprised you like it. Uh, yeah, good. What is that? Yeah, uh, the what that one big single from it is so good. Um, shit. Now I have to look this up just so I can call it out. Yeah, go for it. Yep. I know the one, and it is good. Yeah, yeah. Kara Jackson, No Fun Party. Yeah. Yes, so yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, then 100 Gex, 10,000 Gex. I have not listened to this. What is Not it? into that band. No. It's, a, it's a noise experimental oh, band. Oh, okay, okay, like, okay. They were on the experimental yeah. ska list. <laughs> I, man, if they're ska, I am either not remembering it right, or it's a very experimental form. 17 is Kalila. Okay, yeah. Uh, Sixteen is Boy Genius. Uh, that was fine. That yeah. album. Fifteen was Yeji. Always like Yeji. Fourteen was yeah, our friend Olivia. Uh, Thirteen. Ah, is, there you go. I knew she was up there. Thirteen is No Name. Um, okay. Uh, Twelve was good. Twelve is Lorraine. I killed your dog. I just listened to this recently. I, I like this album a lot. It's very good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It had some weird, like it kind of went. See, that's like an yeah. actually weird R&B album. Yes. You know what yes. I'm saying? Some of it was like, okay, uh, this is this is weird. Uh, some of it was yeah. was uh, hella good. Um, yes. Agreed. Okay. So now this, actually, this is crazy. <clears throat> We're getting crazy, Paul. 11, 11's Lana Del Rey. I could have, I would have, it seems like it oh. should be higher. Um, is she, I feel like she's got politics going against her now. She's, uh, uh, maybe not feminist enough for certain people these days. Well, I have to say Pitchfork said her song A&W was the number one song of the year. And I got to agree. That song is awesome. Yeah. Uh, She rocks. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's, she's so good. Uh, and honestly, you know, I'm saying this after, like after her third album, I was like, okay, she's good at the one thing she does, but now Several albums later, I have come around, and she's was, fucking amazing. I was there. I was there since video games. I will. I'm yep. going to take credit. For it was it. on your year-end mixtape that year. It was. It was. Um, yeah, she's uh, she's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so all right. Great. That's uh, um, that was our good annual Pitchfork Bitch Fest. Yeah, we took um, <clears throat> we took a uh, got through it a little faster. Do we have anything else to talk about? I feel like that's a good episode. That's pretty good, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll check. Let me just check the notes. Check the Oh, God, those are the work notes. Go away. <laughs> that would be funny if you're just like, all right, so about your time entries, Paul. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah, let's talk about uh, uh, our forecast for... <laughs> growth testimonials next year um we should have a meeting like that about the podcast (laughs) yeah um what is the what is the call to action of the podcast and is it targeted to the right segment um it is to to rate and review on itunes obviously there you go yes that's there you go um Oh, that's it. Uh, yeah. We, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Okay. Fuck it. That's well, it. people got uh, some nice 60 seconds of bonus content at the end here. Yeah. As we figured out that we were done talking to them. So, <clears throat> yes, right. 
Um, listen, yeah. Listen, Thanks for listening to everybody, though. We yeah. do appreciate it. Listen to us on Spotify. Rate and review us on Spotify. Yeah. That's what we That's need. the new one. Also, I saw Google. They're killing the Google Podcast app I've been using on my low-class Android phone and Damn. replacing it with YouTube Podcasts. As uh, you, as they did oh, that makes sense, Google though. That yeah. makes some sense. You can kind of just have the video and audio there at the same spot. However, if you have the YouTube podcast app, will they actually let you keep the YouTube app open without paying uh, for it? Uh, uh, they said that, yes, it'll allow, you know, screen off listening. And all That's that. good. That's good. Um, yeah. Critical. All right. Well, uh, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go drink a Mexican Coca-Cola. You do that. Yeah. I'm going to go. I don't know. <laughs> smoke or something have a good one man all right peace and you too all the audience out there thanks for listening yeah peace uh okay let me press stop i'm pressing